up what it do time for another episode of the intellectual soothe you coming in go ahead and share this thread um i know this is kind of an impromptu show but uh hey that's what we do every now and then we might just come on in the middle of the day in the afternoon whenever we might just pop on uh and if that's something i want to discuss that i think would be beneficial then uh we talk about it and today i was uh online but I'm, I'm trying to give y'all a second to come in share this story please i got a special guest that's gonna be with me today and bishop uh Sullivan in the back if you would go ahead and share this three go ahead and share it and let people know that you're on and we'll get this conversation started so let me share it right quick all right here we go let me bring him in, Doc Sullivan. I can't hear you. Are you talking? That's why we do. Uh, make sure your microphone is allowed, man. I don't hear you. I don't hear you. Your, your, your lips are moving, but you're not saying anything. I can't hear you. <laughs> Go out and come back in if you can't. If, if it's something, if it sounds like it's, uh, or make sure you uh, allow the microphone because I can't. I can't hear your microphone and you're the whole purpose for this show. So if you're not, if you're not, uh, if you're not, that's why we do sound checks, doc. That's why we got this show for five minutes early. Come on with me, brother. Uh, yeah, but y'all come on in while, while, while we're trying to get everything worked out because I can't hear him just yet. Uh, let's go ahead and, uh, let's go ahead and get this shared. We're going to talk about, uh, talk about black boys and, uh, the, and looking at the outcome and what it takes to produce I still can't hear you. So if you keep talking until I until I can hear you. No, nah, I still can't hear you. I can't. Uh, do me a favor. Log out and then log back in again and make sure you handle and make sure you sign into all the permissions. Log if you can hear me. Log out and log back in. Click out and click back in. I'm gonna bring you out. All right. All right. So he's trying to get everything worked out uh, on his end. Uh, we can't. I can't hear him. Uh, so we, once, one, hopefully he'll get all that worked out. Let me uh, let me text him and tell him to log, log out and go back in. But yeah, if y'all would share this, we're gonna talk about black boys and and black boys how they become men at a certain point. But you understand 
the process of becoming a man is not an event, but it's a process, right? And before a boy, excuse me, but and I wish he was in here so we could talk, uh, we could log in again. Uh, before a boy, uh, a man became a man, uh, first of all, his, he was a boy. And everything that you deposit in him as a boy, as an adolescent, as, uh, you know, through, as he matriculates through this thing called life, all of his influences. Let's try again. Hopefully we got it. Do we hear you this time? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Hallelujah. <laughs> so, uh, so as I was just saying, so the process, this is uh, for y'all that don't know, and I, I, I'll start my introduction in just a moment again. But this is uh, Dr. William Sullivan out of uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee. Uh, friend of mine, we've been knowing each other almost 19, 20 years, somewhere around that range, 04, yes. I think, somewhere in that neighborhood. And we've stayed in touch through the years. And we got sons that are similar ages. Um, we've done ministry together, several different things. Uh, we don't have to talk every day to know that we're still cool. You know what I'm saying? So, and, and, uh, and, but today, uh, he put a post up. And it started me to thinking. It really did. And I wanted to, and when, and I called him, and I was like, "Hey, man, we need to talk about that." And he was like, "Oh, wow!" Because I think it caught him off guard that I noticed it. But anyway, we started talking, and, and it made me start thinking. And one thing it made me think about is the process of becoming a man, right? A yes. man becoming a man is not really. I just told you when I text you, I'm on live, baby. I'm on live like right now, for real, seriously. Uh, that's why I was just texting you a second ago, but uh. Uh, uh, but the thing is, uh, process of becoming a man is not like it's not an event. It's a it's a process, right? And uh, and so before a, a before a man is a man, he's a boy, right? And and everything that you deposit into him as a boy, it comes out in manhood. And so this morning, when I was looking through this. Uh, Facebook doing my little normal scrolling and all that kind of stuff, I ran across your post. And okay. your post kind of messed me up. I'm going to have you talk about it in just a second, but let me read the post for those that are listening right now, okay? In fact, hold on. I think I can share the... Th share. Yeah, I can share it. Hold on one second. I'm going to share the screen and they can yeah. read it themselves. Hold on. But you, you got me with that one, Doc, and I appreciate that. Okay. But let, oh, let's talk see. about this for a second. Hold on. Thank you. And can you tag me in that share? Huh? Can you tag me in that share so I can share? Well, no, this is just sharing screens. You, uh, you, uh, oh, no, this, yeah, this, yeah, if you would, okay. you, now you can you can log yeah. in, use your phone or whatever and log in and share it if you would. Do it that way. That's okay. what I do. I, yeah, I share with a different vibe, bro. But hold on. Let me, re let me just share this screen so they can look at this. Hold on. Okay. So it says, when a mother is always defending and speaking for her son, her son develops a intellectual disability. The intellectual development is arrested by his mom. So her son will become a man that has the ability to think for himself. So then he can't make a decision. He will marry a woman that's very bossy and controlling, and he will do whatever she says do because he's attracted to a mommy wife. He gets permission from his wife before he does anything. I'm, we, we can get into the scripture part of it later on uh, as, as, as the thing develops. But tell me what, what prompted you to start that conversation. Well, it, it's, uh, I see it all the time. 
Okay. And, you know, and in the position I am in leadership and in coaching and, and um, working in uh, HR, HR and dealing with men and, you know, in the position, I see a lot of men with the inability to make a decision, wow. uh, the inability to think for themselves. Um, you know, it's like, you know, that, that's a total, it's totally lost. And what I've also learned is why a lot of men get loud in conversations okay. is because they don't know what to say. And they figure their loudness is just the, that's the only thing they got for them yes. is to be loud and demonstrative in the conversation because they lack the inability to be intellectual and talk on the matter. So that, you, hey, now you just, you, you said a mouthful because. I will in debate. I love in debates fun for me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I like yeah. to think it's, it's you know it's like intellectual ping pong. You know what I'm saying? Let's do it, especially with the right person, right? But right. I sometimes I'll tell folks, you know, loud don't mean deep, right? right. You know because because uh, in the middle of a conversation when they start losing control, I, I I remember one time I was watching these people debating, and this was through text. It was uh -huh. during uh one of the administrations with Trump or it was something to do with Bernie's King anyway. And it was a white guy and he was cooking them in the debate when he was talking to him with the words, cooking to him, right? And so they were trying to debate with him. Then all of a sudden they started cussing and calling him racist and all these MFs this and all this kind of stuff. That right. I said, let me help you out right quick. So I jumped in on his intellectual level. And when I had him, then he started, I said, no, no, stay on topic. And I kept on stay on topic. I never got flustered. I never got angry. I didn't call him out his name. I didn't cuss him. I didn't do any of those things. Because I knew at that that moment I would lose the argument if that was if that's the case, oh, right? Gotcha. And yes. so your point—that's a very pertinent point that you just made—that you find that people that can't communicate, their go-to is to raise their voice, their yes. go-to is to fight, <laughs> their go-to yes. is to be combative because right. they can't intellectually. Uh, uh, stand in that situation. That's good, Doc. Man, that's good. <laughs> thank you, sir. Yeah, that's good. That's and good. So, that's good. um, yeah, yeah. And you know, I've been you know reading and studying, and we're gonna get off into some real personal stuff and deep stuff in this in a minute. But even reading this book on the outlier and looking at the differences how wealthy people raise their children based upon people that you know lack wealth and are poor and poverty. Wealthy people teach their children to ask questions. They won't go to a doctor's appointment and get a checkup. They're going to question the doctor on everything the doctor does because they're taught to ask questions, to be intellectual, to know why, things of that nature. Not, you know, and then other parentings may go in there and the mother does all the talking. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And uh, well, after this is what's going on, bam, 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 where they teach their children tell them what's wrong and then you ask the questions yeah. back to the doctors That's you know true. just yeah so once yeah. again developing that intellectual side yeah you know, you know yeah that's funny that you mentioned that and I, i'm glad we're gonna go deeper because I, I i did bring my swimming trunks i'm good with that i don't mind i can't swim and i can hold okay. my breath so i don't have no problem going deeper we can do that yes but that's interesting that you said that uh trey you know my son trey trey's 25 now right. uh it was a few last year sometime maybe year four Trey had an accident in my, in the car, right? And so when he had his accident, uh, he had to deal with the insurance company. 
But notice right. what I just said. He had to deal with the insurance company. Yes. And so, but what I did was, while we were on the phone and he was talking to the insurance company, I listened. I didn't say a word. I let him talk. I let him go all the yes. way through. And right at the end, when he didn't ask a question that he needed to ask, I said, Trey, do you mind if I ask a question? He said, mm. no, what's up? I said, ask them this. And so what I was doing was subliminally suggesting to him, if you're ever in this if, in this situation again, yes. you make sure you ask this question without right. stepping on his manhood. I think so many mothers, when they answer for their children repetitively, especially when they yes. get to be 10, 11, 12, 13, mm -hmm. 14, 15 years old, then yeah. what you're doing is you're 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 crippling his ability to or hindering his ability to develop into the intellectual person that he can be. That's interesting. Go ahead, Doc. Yes. And 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 there it is. You said it, you know, I see it in coaching where, you know, a kid just won't even say that. You ask them, they can't say nothing. Why? Because that child, especially boy, has been so dependent upon his mother answering everything for him. Are you sitting there looking mad and won't even say nothing? You and the principal won't say nothing. Well, did you do that? Why? You can't, they can't give an account of it. They can't be accountable. Why? Because they don't know how to speak to be accountable. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so once again, you know, that it, it's, it's not developed. And there are too many mothers that are just stunting the growth of young men. And then they send these men off and then women wonder like, well, he's so childish. When you marry somebody that hasn't been trained up or been had no home training, you marry a child because they don't know. They don't know how to fix nothing. How he the man of the house and you telling him that and he don't pay no bills. You know, he ain't he don't know how to fix nothing because mama, you take care of everything, even still clean his room. But this is raised. And so now. <laughs> He in an intellectual disabled and he physically disabled because he can't fix nothing, can't do nothing. But, you know, he can play a joystick with a joystick. And, you know, um, and anytime there's a problem, first thing he does is call mama or call that mommy wife. So but once again, it starts with the training and, you know, making sure you are allowing your child to be developed and to deal with life situations but bro you just okay those in the audience and as you come in i'm gonna ask this question then i'm then we're gonna jump into another subject uh do you think a mother can stun her child's intellectual growth that's not your question uh sullivan that's the question for people that might come in and listen but this okay. is where i'm at this is where i'm at right now because i hear a lot of women talk about emotional intelligence right they want their men to be so emotionally intelligent i get it they won't yeah. you know they, they and they hear this and they hear this emotional intelligence but then you just talked about something you just do a, a straight conundrum a straight monkey wrench by saying that so many have an intellectual or have so many have developed an intellectual disability your words mm -hmm. right? right so yeah how do you juxtapose how do you balance this emotional intelligence that women are saying men, they want their men to have. Because I, I question some of that whole emotional intelligence stuff. I'm, I, I'm not going to say why right now. That's a whole different show. But how do you balance emotional intelligence without developing an intellectual disability? So, well, 
he if he you saying he has he has the emotional intelligence they're or doesn't they're saying that a lot of men don't have emotional intelligence and they and like and i hear women say i'm raising my child to be emotionally intelligent they're saying that we as men well, i think what they're saying is throughout time you know we've been taught to suppress our emotions right uh, okay and we've been taught you know not to show emotions it's a weakness if we show i I think not showing emotion is an emotion, personally, you know, as a okay. man. I think not showing an emotion because, you know, who can, very people can really, really control emotions, right? You know, but you get to a certain yeah. point, but emotions have the potential of like really going, like me, I don't really have a two through nine. It's okay. even one to 10 for me. If, if I lose yeah. it, I lose it. You know what I'm saying? They say 90% okay. of domestic violence murders. 90% of the men never had a felony. So that means that they snapped. It was one to 10, right? So wow. if, yes. if, if he was able to control his emotion, then things didn't escalate, right? So, but okay. we have women who say they want their men to be emotionally intelligent. And I get it. They want to be able to you know, be vulnerable. You know, they want to be wow. able to be, okay. to be open. They want you to be all of these things, you know. But then you're saying that if a mother... In a sense, you haven't said that with these words, but if, if I'm hearing you correctly, that if she does some of the things that might be promoting emotional intelligence, at the same time, she might be helping to develop an intelligent intellectual disability. Okay. Am I going too far with that? Okay. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. I got you. Yeah. And so I got you. I'm clear. And well, the thing is, so I mean, a woman. A mother, there were some mothers that are grace to raise a boy into a man. It's a grace. Mm -hmm. Every woman is not grace to do it. The majority are single mothers that are raising men. Or, and, uh, and we're going to deal with the woman that has a, 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 a husband there because that is what I deal with in a major aspect too. We're going to get into usurping authority and undermining authority. What, you know, we're going to deal with in a minute. But wow, that's when it's going. Yeah. But you have a lot of, you know, once again, emotional. Let me get back to the get back to the question, because so what was the question again? Because I almost jumped into that. I'm ready to really go there, but I want to pull back because, yeah, because we're going to just say, bro. Oh, OK. Mothers that are graced to raise sons into men. Some mothers are graced because they understand, you know, Responsibility, they understand authority, they teach him responsibility, they make sure he's connected to men, v vice versa, vice versa. But then there's some mothers that figure I'm the mother and the father, and they got this mentality, you know, and only thing that boy is learning how to do, he's getting a feminine emotion, you know, he's getting a feminine emotion. And sometimes that can lead to, you know, an alternative lifestyle, sometimes it doesn't. It's just a, a man that likes to gossip a lot, once again, like to yell a lot, you know, that gets hysterical and things of that nature. You know, once again, there you go. Yes. <laughs> yes. Because he watched, you know, his mother, you know, and, and picked it up. She became his model to how to respond to stuff. Yeah. And put it like this. If she handled everything, what did he see that became his model? So he thinks in his mindset, a woman what handles everything. Wow. You know, because wow, I'm gonna handle everything. So it, it man, it can become real twisted. Gotcha. That's good stuff. Uh
that's good. That's good because we, as children and children, and children in yeah. particular, they mirror what they see. Yes, they, I mean they, they imitate what they see. So I mean, if if uh, if that's all he sees, and he doesn't have uh, male people or male people to hold him accountable, male people to uh, male model, male role models to emulate, then uh, yeah. and then a lot of times when you do have male mo- role models who try to assume that role. Uh, when you don't understand that role because you've never seen that role in action, then you view it as tough love. You view it as abuse. You abuse. You know. You misinterpret. Right. You know what I'm saying? Now, but uh, I know there's a very fine line between discipline and abuse. Uh, right. Let, let, let's uh, let, let's let, let's uh, let, let's go deeper because you just said something uh, about how when she makes all the decisions and all those things. See, that was people. You know, people don't like to hear this, but. That was a seed that was planted years ago, right? Mm. Because if you read, and I know it's not supposed to be a, 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 a academic document, and maybe not, maybe so, maybe not, but the implications are still true, right? Um, the Willie Lynch letter, uh, when it talks yeah. about how to break wow. a slave, it wow. says to go. It says to have the mother reverse the nature of the children, and the way yeah. she reverses the nature. And notice what I say, it reverses the nature of the children is she raises her daughter to be psychologically independent. She wants her daughter to be as strong as possible. She wants her to go go get it, go get all you can and can all you get. So she raises her daughter to be psychologically independent. But here's the problem. At the same time, she raises her son to be emotionally weak because she doesn't want him to end up because that's the part we left out in the Willie Lynch letter. When when yeah. the belligerent Negro who was the daddy would act up, they would they would they would put him in front of the camp, tar and feather him. They would uh, set him on fire and have him to be de- uh, desecrated and destroyed by two horses that would pull him apart. And yes. so the mother would le- immediately wrap her hands around her son and say, "I'll never let that happen to you." So what she thinks she's doing by by weakening him by by not raising him to be mentally strong. Uh, she's actually trying to protect him from the, the system doing to him what it did to him. You feel what I'm saying? Yes. So yes. when you raise him with that with that glass ceiling, if you will, he's gonna always bump his head. Yes. And if you bump your head enough, you'll mess around and get brain damage. Bruh, man, you on some real? You done jump way after now. <laughs> you to be you said you to, you said you Woo! Man, said you yes. Yeah. So that's that that's the issue. I mean, and, and that shows up whether we yeah. know it or not, because we're raising yeah. me and, and and I, I mean what they're talking about now, female bosses, bro. You lucky you married. Yeah, lucky you've been married as long as you have. This single life ain't no joke, bro. Because yeah. I mean, I, one of my homeboys, he said they walked up on some women one time and he said they walked up first thing the woman said, but now listen, don't come over here with all that stuff because we all got our master's degrees. We yeah. all got our master's degrees. Yeah, he ain't said the T yet, just master, right. you know, but but yeah <laughs> that's not inviting you know what i'm saying no. that's, that's that's crippling uh communication between the sexes yes. that could potentially turn into a relationship or anything of the sort you know and those yes. are the issues that we're running with but these are the people that are raising our children yeah and our oh, yeah. and boys become men at a certain point and, and that's it yes and you hit it you know dead on the nail and then that with the willie lynch letter i mean you you know you know went so deep with it and that is so masterfully how that was planned out and i say it often many times that a woman will boss up her daughter will make sure her daughter is a boss chick 
but she'll baby her boy all the way to to you know to the death be 70 years old just for baby that boy to death mm. till he kills all his masculinity and everything and a lot of problems is is this when a woman did not have a father um you know she and then she has sons and kids it really in her mindset is I did it without a father. I did it without a man, which, which mind you, she had a mother, though, that wasn't playing because a woman is going to raise her daughter to be just like you said, to be psychologically strong, how to think, how to deal with situations. Girl, you don't do this. You know, she's constantly teaching her, instructing her, and disciplining her. You know, but when it comes to that son, he, he just ain't around basically doing nothing. And that's okay with her. She babies that boy, but she bosses up that daughter. And that boy becomes a man that's still a baby. He never disconnects from the umbilical cord. He's still sucking on the breast, even no matter what age, because he's forever dependent upon mommy. No matter what age. No matter what age. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? His a masculinity has been robbed from him. You know what I'm saying? He is like, and you and, know. And, and, and I'm not cutting you off, but let, let, let's put this disclaimer out as well. This is not to bash any single mothers because single mothers are doing an awesome job. You know what I mean? They mean, and another thing is, you play the cards you're dealt with. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But don't be deceived by what can be perceived as a new normal. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because yes. just because something is doesn't mean that's how it was supposed to be. You know, right. we, we've acquiesced and acclimated to the cards that have been dealt, right? You know, uh, mm -hmm. you know, because now the normal has become new. You know, people used to heck, I almost cussed. I'm sorry, Pastor. Uh, we okay. back in the day we had home economics, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and, and and home economics didn't have a whole lot of dudes in the class, it had mostly women in the class. And they were okay. learning how to do some of the home economic type things, some of the things that would probably make them become wife wives after a while. You know what I'm saying? Or be like yes. wifely duties or, you know, or, or things of the sort. Right. We don't yes. do that anymore. You know what I'm saying? Why? Wow. You know, we don't we're not. We're just trained to be women. We're just trained to be light ladies. We're just trying to be men. And some men aren't trying. They don't have wood shop like they used to have and nah, auto nah, mechanics nah. and all this yes. kind of stuff. You know, those are the things that were perceived as manly type things that would show them how to fix something you know what i'm saying right. show, yes. show them not to put a square peg in a hole come on man did that even look like it go right there you know nah, but that's correct. that's the strategy yes. that yes. men give you know yeah that strategy you know we don't teach you to stand at the pot we told you that we teach you to aim for the spot don't just stand yeah. up there when you when you learn yeah. how to stand in front of that pot you aim for that right. spot right there you know what i'm saying and there's a, yes. there's a strategy yeah. that goes along with that so it's a lot that's good. yes and it really is. And it really is. And then, you know, and on the flip side, because like I say, they're single mothers, but there are a lot of women that are married. And see, this 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 really changes the game that, you know, they undermine. And in the scripture, it talks about usurping authority, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and, you know, usurping authority. If I can't get it over my husband, I'll get it over the sons. Wow. And it, it, it's a spirit, man. I mean, I, I see it and I deal with a lot of married men that got this problem with with their wives. And when it comes to the sons, you know, once again, babying them up, be back in before your daddy get, get home. You know what I'm saying? I mean, get the son stuff under the table, doing stuff behind his back. 
And think about it. It's been from the day of time when that wicked mother in the Bible, you know, glory to God, when her husband was dying, she told, you know, she favored Jacob. You know, she taught Jacob how to deceive his own daddy. She sure did. You set the authority. You know what I'm saying? You, it's been from day one, you know, and she she kept teaching him how to lie and deceive and be deceptive and be undermining. You know, instead of to be responsible, what did your father tell you? You know what I'm saying? You know, what did your daddy say? Don't ask me nothing when your father, you know, there's, it's supposed to be laws and rules and regulation when a man establishes order in his own. When he leaves, glory to God, his sons, you shouldn't even be comfortable going to the mother. Oh, why? Right. If they're comfortable, that means she's opened that Pandora's box. She's usurping authority and permitting stuff. But so, hey, we, yeah, so we can get off the singles and take this thing into a broader perspective. And I appreciate that. that, that, that that's actually that's a good perspective. Let, let me read. Let yeah. me read again for some people that might be coming in now that didn't see your post. What simulate this okay. conversation was this post that uh, Pat, that uh, Sullivan put up today, Dr. Sullivan. He said, let me, read, let me read it out loud. He said, when a mother is always defending and speaking for her son, her son develops intellectual disability. The intellectual development is arrested by his mom, so her son will become a man that has, uh, will become a man that has the inability to think for himself, so then he can't make a decision. He will marry a woman that's very bossy and controlling, and he will do whatever she says do because he's attracted to a mommy wife. He gets permission from his wife before doing anything. And one of the scriptures you touched on was James 1 and 8. An indecisive man is unstable in all of his ways. What, yes. made, you put that, what, what made you use that scripture? Because it is, true. Having, it is true. Yeah, yeah. Because once again, having the inability to make a sound-minded decision, and you know, and, and and that's the key right there. We as men, so if the man can't make a decision, or he's wavering in his decision making, um, you don't know how to think things through. You know, um, fear of making a decision. All these things become arrested. Why? Because he was never put in a position where he had to think for himself. Wow. Mom, I got it. I'm, I'm finna handle this. <laughs> I got, you know, so, you know, it was always intervening and interfering. So he doesn't know. You, you are taught how to talk and to think things through, give accountability, these things. But if all that was taken away because his mama, this my boy, ain't no, uh uh, that's my child. Okay, okay. Okay, <laughs> you know, but you taught your daughter how to be a boss chick. Taught your daughter numbers and how to go get it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, that's, so, so, so that's good. That's when you don't let him make a decision. But well, here's another one, because since you want to throw monkey wrenches, let me throw one. What about when you scrutinize his decision? Because mm -hmm. when he makes one, you tell him how stupid it was, or how dumb it was. Instead of let, see, I'm I, I I like to use my I like to use my own experiences I got at my own right. I never. Yes. Okay. I, use, I use this example all the time. Trey, Trey called me one time, and Trey was in school mm -hmm. at Chattanooga. He was in, in playing baseball at Chat, Chat Valley Tech, and he had gone all year long. Huh? Turn your mic up. Turn my mic up. Yeah, can you turn your mic up? No, I don't have a volume for it. Uh, I don't have, I, but no, I don't have a volume. I hope. Can, can y'all hear me in the chat? If you can, put a one in the chat. 
put uh, put a one. But it, but uh, as I uh, yeah, I don't have a volume on this one. But uh, what I hold on, let me try this. Man, this might work. Is that better? Now that would be that would help me hear better. But it, but uh, all right. So hope, let me talk louder. But when uh, when Trey uh, was in in, in uh, school, he could have red shirted because he had an injury on his hand all year long. But he didn't yeah. want to come back to JUCO for another year. He was ready to move on to his third year. So at the end of the year, he had a uh, uh, decision. He could play the last 20 games and go to the World Series or come back and play a whole nother year, you know, or whatever. But they promised him they would get him a scholarship if he played those last 20 games. So he called me. But what he said, what, he told me all that, but I really wasn't paying attention because uh, uh, when we first started, what he told me was, Dad, I was thinking. Okay. So when he said, Dad, I was thinking, hmm. I yeah. was done. It wasn't nothing else for me but. to talk about. I, I was, it was over for me because yeah. at that point I knew he was thinking. And what I, uh, uh, and what I'd like to, what I want to do, or what I tried to do is hmm. once I find out he's thinking, I let him learn the consequences of his thinking. You see yes. what I'm saying? So my point is, you, you, you brought up a good point when you say mothers think for them. But what yeah. about when they make a decision, the child tries to make his own decision, but then you take that from him and say, no, that ain't going to work. Let's do it this way. You feel what I'm saying? Let it gotcha. yeah. Sometimes you got to deal with failure. And, and that yes. teaches you choices. That teaches you consequences. That you, and, and, and failure, hey, that's, that ain't a bad thing. You know what I'm saying? Hey, if he, if he can't handle it, go in there. Like my dad used to tell me, go in there and take a nap. If he started yeah. crying because things didn't go the way you wanted to go, go in there and sit your butt down and take a nap. And come right. together. So that's a good point yeah. you just made right there, Doc. That's a very yeah. good point. Very good point. Good point. Excellent. Excellent. And, and and that's what you and that's what we want, man. We want men and want women, mothers to really understand this. What the what it's saying is that, you know, we need men that can think things through. And make a sound decision that is respected. And because and another thing, when you marry someone or when you get with someone, you don't only get with them, you get with the history of the decisions that they have made in life. Wow. If they made the decision to buy stuff and you know lease it, rent it, and not pay on time, and they credit real bad, you got to live with the history of that decision. They may have multiple, whatever they have done, whatever on their record, on the history, you can look at people's records, <laughs> resumes, whatever it shows you, you know, the history of their decision making. Now, credit report shows you somebody's history. So whenever you marry someone and get with them, you marry the history of all the decisions that they have made. If you finna deal with some baby's mamas, why? Because that was the history of the decisions, you know, that that person made. So, so it is very imperative that men, especially, because that's what we're dealing with the topic today, that mothers don't cover them, you know, what they call it helicopter moms too. They just hover over their sons. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just hover over them, you know, and once again, you know, man, brother can't think for himself. And the Bible says a double-minded man is another way it says that in Scripture. Unstable in all his ways. Sisters, in all maybe, his ways. Sisters, maybe that's why, uh, and I'm not blaming this. This, is, this show is not meant to play the blame game or anything of the sort. We're, not, we're, we're, not, we're definitely not doing that. 
But maybe that's why he's indecisive when it comes time. Because since I always say, you know, uh, stop, stop attending what you're doing, text, and tell us where we're going, text. You know, they want us, they want men to make the decisions on the dates. They want men to make the plan the dates. They want men to plan the vacation. They want men, wow. and 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 that is what I'm discovering. A lot of women really find that attractive when a man okay. has the ability to plan yes. the date. You know, or to call yes. and to make the decision, you know. But I never thought about his inability to make a decision or to plan the date uh, is, could be, not saying that it is, because well, all we're doing is we're just having thoughts, but wow. that it could be due to an intellectual disability that has been crippled, that has been happening or perpetually throughout life, you know what I'm saying? Because he did, didn't, and so when he says, uh, when you ask him where you know where are we going, I don't care where do you want to go. May, is he trying to satisfy his mama, or he don't want to hear her mouth? You know what I'm saying? Or he, you know what I'm saying? I, that, that's that's <laughs> yeah. deep, doc. That's deep. Yeah. That's deep. Wow. He's <laughs> trying to satisfy mama, and, <laughs> and man, you know, so so you know, I mean, got <laughs> to be more careful. <laughs> Laugh break, okay? Uh, yeah, so. Man, that's real. But man, wow. And you and think about it. All he did was, you know, mama did everything. And this is what we finna do. Y'all get ready. We finna go. And so it just always went with the flow. You know what I'm saying? Always went with the flow. You know, never thought out how to write out write out a plan, map out something, you know. So yeah, man, that's wow. God almighty. That's that's good. <laughs> that's good. Oh, that's now you, good. you also referenced uh the story in first king 16 talking about ahab yeah. and the permissive spirit that allows jezebel to take control uh talk about that for a moment gotcha yeah i mean once again the this man the spirit of ahab it's a weak man you know it's a weak man you know once again it allows his woman to just take control his woman really which it was lost before he even really got with her because the weak, he was raised to be weak. That's why if you even the rest of that looks at at the bottom. That scripture talks about inferiority, inferiority, fear, avoidance of conflict. Really, just okay, whatever, baby. Happy wife, happy life. That's a that's a man that doesn't have the ability to think and stand on his own two feet, you know, and bring structure and the kingdom of God's order into his home. I mean, because. If everything got to be done, the only way you can have a happy life is a happy wife. I'm sorry, but I'm coming back. You know, it's like, what did we miss here? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, well, how can you instructing and bringing God's order in if everything got to be sufficient to make her happy? You know what I'm saying? We're not going to always be happy. God even disciplines us and brings in order, and it doesn't make us happy in the moment. Chastisement, you know, isn't joyful for the moment. So if a man, you, but you can't correct your woman when she when she's doing everything anyhow, when she's already mama, what boy do you know correcting his mama? <laughs> Mama's mama, they know. So he can never bring, you know, so he's not the head. He's not operating in kingdom authority. She's the head. And so therefore she takes on his masculine role. So Jezebel became the boss chick, you know, because Ahab in his ability to avoid conflict. In his sense of shame and unworthiness, and often this stuff is like it says in that post is is it starts from childhood experiences, and um so 
you know, once again, I mean, and Jezebel's Jezebel's are birthed from Ahab's. Wow. You know, superior. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And so when she controlled and get home. Go ahead. Her. So how do you reconcile all now? Because I, I know they got this term out now called alpha female. Yeah. You know, I mean, and because you have some strong women. So how do you do a, do do an alpha male and an alpha female? Are they can they connect? Well, you know, put it like this. <laughs> There's some things that has transpired in that young lady, that woman's life that she has made up in her mind. I will never go through this again. I will never deal with this kind of pain. There's usually some experiences in life, some abuse, some abandonment that makes a woman that harsh and hard, you know, and to think like that. And then, of course, she, you know, she doesn't want the order and structure that an alpha man will bring in. Now, you, you're not, you really hardly ever going to see that. You know what I'm saying? She will have a weak man, <laughs> you know, a hush puppy, a do boy. <laughs> A mama's boy, because <laughs> she is a mommy's wife, <laughs> you know, and so definitely. You said, so you said, you said an alpha woman is a bad, and listen, these are not the express views of this. I'm joking, y'all. But, uh, but uh, you, think an alpha, you think an alpha woman is a bad thing? I mean, when you, and when you say alpha, <laughs> I mean, like, what is a characteristic or trait of an alpha woman in your perspective? I want to make sure I'm answering. Right, accordingly bold, bold strong uh you know leader uh alpha stands alone alpha uses alpha uses the head stands alone you know it's, it's a lot that goes along with alpha so i mean i don't I guess, I guess. but when i think of alpha I, male I, I think you know it, i it, i don't I mean i have my thoughts on it as well you know what i'm saying and i, I just think it would be hard for alpha alpha female to be with an alpha male i don't know yes correct i mean definitely they will bump heads because there can't be no two heads you know, it, it, it literally can't be. And, you know, and these women already have their minds made up. And in their Bibles, they don't have wives submit to your husband. That ain't in her Bible. <laughs> All the stuff that deals with, you know, responsibility of the woman and the man. And, you know, that's not in their Bible. They, they, they void them scriptures. When that is read, they shun that off. I've seen it. You know, dealing with situations. They don't they ain't with that, and this my body, my body, and you know, talks about you know that and things of that. They do what they want to do. They got to be in control. And majority of these women end up uh, growing older, lonely, and by themselves, because because there's a certain place. I mean, I mean, we can look at statistically between black women, Asian, whites, and all that, and black women that are a major decline for having husbands. But I ain't gonna, you know, and them and them all the ones that want to be the bad. Bad B-I-T-C-H's, <laughs> you know, the boss chicks, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We make all, they make all the songs about, I'm going to take your man, husband, and all. I can go back to Shirley Murdoch, all the way back to, you know, to, to, to current. You know, listen to the black women's songs. All of this, you know, it's like, what is really, what's that happening? But you, you know, hey, <laughs> don't not realize, you know, go ahead. <laughs> That's funny, oh, man. Because yeah. I, I, I asked Google the same question I asked you. And I asked, is alpha female compatible with alpha male? And they said alpha women may believe the alpha male is their natural partner, a breadwinner similar to her. But although they might make an exciting relationship, they don't make a good relationship. Uh, exciting relationship, they, may, they don't make a good relationship. Why? 
because one will always want to assert their authority. That's what you just said. One wow. will always want to assert their authority. Yeah. Right. Wow. So why you got so you have alpha females that are looking for their natural partner to be somebody their equivalent, but there's they're saying there's gonna be a, a clash at some point because somebody's gonna gonna wanna assert their authority. And at the same time, that same person is raising sons. And if they're raising sons, like you said, and they're used to making all the decisions, they ain't gonna they ain't gonna have the patience to wait on him to make the decision. They're gonna come on, boy, let me do it. Come on, boy, let, uh, yes. let, let me finish it. Come on, boy, let me let me let me and then and as you said, you're developing that intellectual disability. That's good, Doc. That's real good. That's real wow. good. That's real wow. good. Wow, man. And you know, and that forever becomes an emotional attachment with those sons. Mm -hmm. A lot of those mothers are so emotionally attached to them sons, they constantly interfere in their in their sons' lives. You know, there's usually conflict between the mother and the daughter-in-laws and things of that nature because there's an emotion, it's a diabolical emotional attachment, you know. And so why? Because anytime he's going through something, he called his mom anyhow. Um, he will run to his mom, you know, so, you know, I want to definitely interject that in. And so, but once again, and it, um, yeah, they, it just, yeah, it, it's a, it's a bad mix. You can't have two heads, headstrong. No, it's not. And if you and, don't and keep usurping my authority, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. If you go keep your authority. I mean, authority. you know, because that's undermining your authority. And to me, one of the most evil things you can do is undermine a sound decision maker's authority, because that is such a jab at his masculinity and disrespect, you know what I'm saying? And so, you know, to undermine the authority and allow things and do things behind your husband's back with the children, especially with his sons or with anything. Why? Because you feel you got to always be doing this because my mama did it and you know she really poured that poison in you and you know or whatever that you know it's it's you it's some undermine it's a root of bitterness somewhere a generational something but but go ahead man so is your post is your post more about the boy and the outcome or about the mother that's raising the son man really both and really both because it's really want to help mothers that are really you know uh in this season want to help wives that are dealing with these type of men currently, you know, and some of these, you know, because that's very important too. Uh, some of these men even get voted in certain positions and, you know, and the first lady, basically the pastor of the church. Wow. And a man was voting in the police. But yes, I'm like, so I'm going to catch that. You know what I'm saying? She, you know, her and the women run everything, <laughs> you know, so I because so it you know because he had her husband has the inability to make a decision. Yeah, he don't make none at home. He could just preach good, and so there's a difference. But and you know, so it's but it's important to note that life is a process. It's not an yes. event. You know, he didn't just yeah. a fifty year old man didn't become a fifty year old man overnight. It took forty nine years and three hundred sixty four days to make that fifty year old man, right? And yes. so yeah, and, and like I said. How he was raised as a child, the, his uh, his his uh, you know, my daughter and I were riding down the road the other day, and uh, we mm. were just talking, you know, and I enjoyed the conversation because we don't get a chance to do that often, but we were riding, and I was kind of explaining things to her, and she was like, "Well, why why is it like that?" I said, "Well, that's why we learned algebra." 
algebra wasn't really about the numbers, it was about the formulas. Because mm-hmm. the formulas help you figure out certain things in life, right? Juwaza Kanjuku wow. says the reason why most high school boys drop out of school is because they haven't learned algebra by the age of 14. And so if they haven't learned oh. algebra and they, and they don't learn it till 14, then it's too late. And algebra is a lot of what we use to figure out life. We learn shapes, we learn colors, you know, we learn formulas, we learn all these things and they help us okay. figure Man, If I'm riding down the street and I see yellow, I just naturally know to slow down, right? If I, you know, if, if I see a curve yes. going a certain way, right. I know to follow the, you know, it's certain things that life teaches us. And so if we're not, if we're not careful, and we don't share those life lessons. Life is constantly lending lessons, but sometimes we have to loan lessons, right? We have to be the ones that, you know, I, uh, one time I was preaching and I was thinking about my third, at the time, Mackenzie was 13 years old. And I okay. said, I can't expect my 13 year old to know what it took me 34 years to learn. I mean, you, you understand what I'm saying? Oh. And so, right. well, excuse me, wait, no, no, I'm wrong because I wasn't 21. I couldn't expect her, my 13-year-old, to know what it took me 47 years to learn or whatever it was, that number was at that particular time, right? Because somebody taught me those lessons. And if it's something right. that I want her to learn, then I have to be intentional in my teaching to make sure. Yes. So when we're riding down the street, I'm just giving her history. I'm giving her algebra. You know what I'm saying? I'm giving her math. Right. You know, I, I, oh, no, that's good. And I had dinner. I gave right. her math because the dinner was a breakfast and our breakfast because it was only $13. So that was, I'm riding through uh, the bluff in Atlanta. I'm giving her history. And then I'm explaining things on the highway. So I'm giving her algebra because life constantly lends lessons. We just have yes. to consider the clues. And once we get the clues, it's our responsibility to loan those same lessons that we learned as they become applicable but it's certain right. things that you're just not equipped to teach you can teach you know a person can own oh, a person can only take you as far as they've ever gone right man yes you can read all the handbooks you want yes. you can look at all the templates you want you can do all those things but a person can only take you as far as they've ever gone. If I use a recipe to make a sweet potato pie, and I, and I, and I, I don't know how it's going to come out the first time. I read the recipe, but it might not come out the way I wanted it to come out because it's my first time making it. But the more, wow. I, bec- more I make more make them, the yes. more I, uh, 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 if I become at it, right? I become better at yes. that thing. And so now right. I can kind of control the outcome. Ma'am, I'm sorry, but you've never been a man. You can do your best job of raising mm-hmm. him to be emotionally intelligent. You can raise him to do all these types of things, but it's certain things that you have to be cognizant of because whether you know it or not, the seed that you're planting today is going to come up in 10, 15 years. Right. If you're jerking yes. him around, hollering at him, tell him he ain't no good. I, I saw a post one time. Well, it wasn't a post. Somebody, a, 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 a teacher told me a boy was acting out of school. They finally were trying to figure out why he was acting out. And finally they got him to talk. And he said his mama told him that morning she wished he would have died. She wished mm-hmm. he would have died. Wow. I couldn't imagine wow. my mama saying nothing like that to me. Wow. Yes. Wow. Can yeah. you imagine yeah. that? Right. Yeah. Man. And the power of life and death. Yes. Bro, we, wow. we're talking about terrorism, but what if your parent is a terrorist in your home when they're right. terrorizing you every freaking day? 
And if it's only yes. one of them, you don't have any balance. No, definitely. You. you understand what I'm saying? So, dog, That's it, good. It, it, Bro. Bro, this is this is good. Now your post, man, it, it triggered a lot of things, man. Because, like I said, you talked about this into developing this intellectual disability. Because, and 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 I've used it that term, but I've used it a different way. I say okay. we have mind cuffs. Okay. You got, hand, you got handcuffs. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Bound. But little wow. did I, I never thought of, you know, I thought about the mm. God of this world, you know, second, uh, what is it, second Corinthians 4 and 4, mm. God of this world blinding. It didn't say blinding the eyes of them. It said blinding right. the minds of them, lest the yes. light of the glorious gospel should be hid from them that are lost, right? So when you start yes. thinking about the mind cuffs kind of crippling the mind, I wouldn't want to be the one to cripple somebody's mind. I'm going to ask you questions. I want you to figure it out because you know what? I want you to get it wrong in front of me. Right. Right, correct. Yes, man, good. Yes, because it I can become a teaching moment. Yes, because you want to create teaching moments. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? If all I'm doing is hey and doing everything for you and putting in position and I'm gonna handle it, you never learning nothing. All you learning how to do is shun responsibility. Wow, and run from responsibility. Yeah, or well, definitely run from it because it's shunning and running yeah. is about the same thing. But that's yeah, one yeah. you, you, you never, yeah. you never, you haven't been, you haven't put in, you know, we can take swimming lessons all day long, but until we jump off in the deep end, we don't really know if our swimming lessons really, really work. Right. Correct. Yes. You know, and, 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 and that's, and, 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 the colloquial, we use a colloquial expression in the church that says a faith that's never been tested, tested, it can't be trusted. And Gosh. same thing with training. If you train your children, your train, that training is going to have to be tested at some point. And you yes. know, what I'm saying? and I personally, I don't, I don't trust untested training. Wow, correct. You no, know, I, I just don't trust it. So, yeah, man. Wow. Now this has been a good conversation, man. I wanted to make sure we got right in under an hour. We're at twelve fifty three right now. Okay. Is there anything else you wanted? To, uh, the, uh, another point you? I, mean, I got time. But did you have another point oh. you wanted to bring out? <laughs> man, I mean, I'm good. If you got any more questions, I, I, I'm free to answer whatever. But man, I just want to go no, with your flow. I don't have any more questions because I, I think I'm satisfied with the content as far as uh as far as uh what what we've said so far, man. Because it's it's been a good conversation, and I appreciate you. I appreciate you for uh, your post. And I, and I and remember I texted this morning. First thing I said, I said you might be oily this morning, on because I, I felt like you wanted to be anointing at that particular moment. So uh, I appreciate yeah. you, man. And, uh, we might part to it. We might part to it, man. Uh, if we don't talk about this, we'll talk about something else. Uh, yeah. so, uh, yeah. it's, it's been real. It's been real. But uh, y'all tell Dr. Sullivan, thank you for coming in. And Sullivan, yeah. we'll talk to you later, my friend. Likewise. All right. Thank All right, you. man. Be good. All right. So uh, we had Dr. Sullivan on, and it was a good conversation. If you missed it, go back and uh, check out the replay. Because like I said, it was a good conversation. And uh, I, don't, I, I might replay it later. That was a good conversation. Let me, uh, yeah, good show, good show, good show. Hey, let's change the world together. Get your The World Is Changing tea at www.theintellectualstew.com. Listen, friends, I was stuck in a state of stagnation. I was depressed. 
after a divorce, marinating in my misery, didn't want to do anything, didn't want to work, didn't want to go anywhere. I just wanted to stay where I was. But then all of a sudden I had an epiphany and I realized that where I was was not where I was supposed to be. So I made an adjustment. And you know what I did? I got on the path to better. You know why? Because I realized that better existed. And you know what I want to do? I want to invite you to join me on the path to better. Get your On the Path to Better t-shirt at www.theintellectualstew.com. Will you join me on the path to better? Oh, can I tell you, the world is changing. Why do you remain the same? I'll see you next time.